I was down at the creek hitting at just about anything with the Creeleys. We whipped our sticks at leaves and branches and rocks and even at the soft silver mud along the creek bank. When we got to the sewer tunnel, the Creeleys stopped and balanced themselves on top of some creek rocks. The late afternoon was cloudy and smelled like rain. The air was still except for the cool sewer dampness blowing upon us. Creeleys stepped onto the slab beneath the tunnel and started slapping their sticks against the metal bars that crossed the top half of the entrance until Frank Creeley's stick flipped out of his hand and landed on the other side. Go get it, he told his younger brother. We were all afraid of walking inside the tunnel, so Billy didn't move until Frank pushed him into the creek water. I pretended to ignore them by examining the underside of a mossy rock. Billy ducked quickly under the bars and walked into the tunnel, his feet stretched out to the side so he wouldn't have to touch the dark water. A few moments later, he stepped back out, holding Frank's stick in his hand like a trophy, and jumped across the creek, landing under a tree on the other side. Hey, look at this, Billy yelled. Frank crossed the creek, his left foot in pants getting wet along the way, and I followed along the creek bank until I could see Billy poking his stick at a dead rat about the size of a small football. It was bloated in the middle, with dark matted fur and closed eyes. Billy jammed his stick at its stomach harder and harder until I couldn't look anymore. It's dead, he finally said. What should we do with it? Whenever the Creeleys found anything, they always thought they had to do something with it. Pick it up, Frank said, his voice sounding serious. Billy didn't move. The air began to smell heavier, and I wished it would rain so we'd all have an excuse to go home. Come on, we'll use our sticks, Frank Creeley said. I was worried because I knew the Creeleys. They might try and fling the rat at me, or knock me down and drop it on my face. We could take it up to the field, I said, and bury it. Who wants to bury some smelly old rat, Billy Creeley said. You're supposed to bury a dead animal when you find it, I said. For some reason, Frank said okay, and they followed me up the creek bank, carrying the rat carefully, dark body jammed between their sticks. Go on and dig a hole, then, Frank commanded. So I ran up to Kaufman's field and chose a flat spot next to one of the big white rocks the Coffins people had placed there, where our woods used to be, and began scraping at the grass with the bottom of my stick. It was hard to break through the soil, though, and I was afraid the Creedleys would get bored before I got anywhere, so I scraped faster, occasionally glancing back to watch them trying to balance the rat in the air. Whenever the rat fell, Frank yelled at Billy and hit him with his stick, and Billy screamed because he didn't want the stick that had touched the rat touching him. They continued like this, jamming their sticks harder into the rat each time, until I thought they might stab it all the way through. Eventually, they held it steady up in the air and paraded around in circles. When I heard them whispering, I turned just in time to see their arms swing toward my face, with Billy screaming, Ah-wah! like Tarzan does. For a moment, the rat hung by its guts at the end of their sticks before soaring over my head and landing with one dead bounce on the rock behind me. Creedley seemed to lose interest then, and laid down on the brown grass, some of the green rat guts still hooked onto the ends of their sticks. This is just temporary boredom, I thought. Eventually, they'll start up again with rat stick torture. And Frank is always the worst, because he's older, and can make us do whatever he wants. Mother thinks there's something wrong with him, and that's why he doesn't have any friends his own age. My hole was deep, but not wide enough, so I kept grinding my stick, feeling the blisters coming on as I knelt under the late afternoon light, with everything seeming to slow down. And maybe that's why I didn't hear Georgie Porgy arrive from the direction of Kaufman's Hill. What are you guys doing? he asked. 
Nothing, Frank Creeley said without lifting his head. We're waiting for him to finish digging, Billy said, sitting up on one arm. Why, Georgie Porgy asked. Because we're going to bury a rat, that's why, Frank said, his voice impatient and his eyes still closed, as if he couldn't wait for Georgie Porgy to go away. Well, where's the rat? he asked politely. Over there, Frank mumbled, lifting his arm to point, as if he was making a great effort. Georgie Porgy, who was Frank's age, and always dressed in adult clothes ever since his father died, stepped onto the rock, and holding his blue tie against his bright yellow shirt, examined the rat like a doctor examining an accident victim. He even touched the rat with his fingers, turning it over. I know just the thing to do, he said confidently.